0: hello everybody hope you're all doing well it's a beautiful day out today we're coming off week two of the nfl season a lot of excitement a lot to talk about especially a lot of injuries unfortunately but we're starting a new series here essentially the way it'll work we take the past week of the season we take about a minute minute and a half on each matchup highlight some points our takes on it and then we move on we do that for the past week and then We'll look ahead to the upcoming week, we'll give predictions, hot takes, players to watch, games to ignore, and all that fun stuff. Without further ado, let's send it over to our week 2 recap of the NFL season, right now. (laughs) Thursday night game, Browns beat the Bengals 35-30, Joe Burrow, most completions by rookie in a single NFL game, 61 pass attempts though you're throwing north of 50 you're gonna lose 37 completions on 61 attempts 316 passing yards three touchdowns it's not bad by a rookie especially against this browns defense they're very talented very good secondary elite pass rush and i liked what he did very good for a rookie with zero protection overall though not too much to read into this game The Browns were expected to win going into this. And if they didn't win, there would be a much bigger issue. Run game dominated the whole time. Baker Mayfield didn't have to do too much. Packers-Lions. Green Bay stomped Detroit 42-21. Green Bay just, they were down 14-3 in the first quarter. Took the lead prior to halftime, 17-14 and they never gave up the lead after that they just maintained dominant matt stafford you got to feel for him he has no supporting cast and he still finds way to complete 20 passes on 33 attempts 244 yards two touchdowns he did throw an interception which turned into a pick six run game never really found their their lead guy meanwhile the packers aaron jones 18 rushes, 168 yards, 2 touchdowns on the ground, 4 receptions, 68 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Is that good? Chicago Bears, New York Giants. Giants fell apart at the end. Lost 17-15. Overall, this game was pretty uneventful. The biggest takeaway, though, Saquon Barkley, injured in start of the second quarter and an MRI confirmed torn ACL out for the season heartbreaking to hear for Giants fans not having Saquon in their lineup it's really going to alter their run game they just recently signed Devonta Freeman one year three million he's a very versatile back he can catch the ball run the ball do everything you need to but the end of the day the end of the day sheesh he's no Saquon Barkley In their first two weeks, though, the Chicago Bears, they're looking to put Mitch Trubisky in these situations to pad his stats, make him look a little better. But in reality, we know that he's not going to come up big in times when you need him. I don't think he's the quarterback they should use going forward. I think you'll see in a couple weeks they're going to sub in Nick Foles as a starter, and you'll see some major improvements for the offense. Dallas Cowboys beat the Atlanta Falcons 40-39. Saturday afternoon Biggest key points Atlanta crumbled They had the game but Dallas just kept on fighting back They didn't give up An onside kick A squib kick Atlanta looked like they didn't understand what the rules are As far as onside kick They just let Atlanta Excuse me Dallas They just gave them the 10 yards to get the ball And they recovered it with ease It didn't even look like they attempted to get the ball And Dallas marched down the field, punched it in. I will say this, though. Mike McCarthy, head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, signed after, uh, or excuse me, during the offseason. Not too impressive. Um, He's looking exactly how he did in Green Bay his last year. Very uncomfortable. Looked like he's trying to prove something to everyone. And he's trying to force things when he doesn't have to. And he's giving up on plays when he should when he should go for it um his decision making is really poor it just looks like he's trying to impress everyone and he's not that kind of guy colts vikings indianapolis 28 to 11 overall didn't watch this game it was awful this was easily the worst matchup of the weekend Super ugly for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins only completing 11 passes on 26 attempts. 113 yards. Three picks. Overall, just really ugly game. Nothing exciting about it. It should be brought up, though. Jonathan Taylor, rookie running back out of Wisconsin. 26 rushes, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Moally Cox, though for the Indianapolis Colts. Five receptions, 111 yards. And their new guy that Forrest Buckner, uh defensive lineman for the 49ers, has traded during the draft for the Colts' first round pick. One and a half sacks on the day, tackle for loss. All in all though, biggest takeaway, Kirk Cousins pitiful. He needs to figure it out now or else he's going to get replaced immediately. Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins 31-28. Again, this was one of those games where it was a little lopsided. Came a little close towards the end, though. Josh Allen for the Bills, 24 for 35, 417 passing yards, 4 touchdowns. Very good outing for him. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver for the Bills, 8 receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Very good look for the Bills, but their defense kind of gave up. A lot towards the end of the game there. Fourth quarter, got a little close. Miami Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 31 for 47, 328 yards, two touchdowns. Their tight end, Mike Gesicki, eight receptions, 130 yards, a touchdown. Overall, though, this game was over before it began. Buffalo Bills, much better team in this matchup. So you expected a win out of this, and there's nothing surprising here. San Francisco 49ers, 31-13 win over the New York Jets. Jets didn't stand a chance. Even without George Kittle for the 49ers, they just steamrolled the Jets. And you expected that to happen. Head coach Adam Gase for the Jets has no clue what he's doing. He needs to be replaced. Now, this is a joke. I mean, you're watching these plays, Sam Donald. 21 for 32, 179 pass yards, touchdown. About 85% of those passes, just little wide receiver screens, down by 20 points. It's a joke. It's unacceptable. Biggest takeaways, though. Defensive stars Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas for the 49ers, both out for the season with torn ACLs. Horrible loss for them, but they will rebound next week and for the rest of the season they got a lot of depth here and even though those superstars are gone for the remaining of the year i think they'll be just fine la rams 37 to 19 win over the philadelphia eagles biggest story here philadelphia eagles they need to get it together especially carson wentz you figured this guy was an mvp candidate a couple years ago but since then He's just been trying to prove that he's still that guy. He's not an injury-prone character. He's going to lead his team to victory. He's going to put up a lot of yards, touchdowns, etc., etc. He's simply not the same guy he was a few years ago. Injuries have added up. He's just not the same guy. I like Wentz a lot. I want to root for him. I hope he can get his act together. But if he continues to struggle and this becomes a trend, you're going to see some moves being made. Maybe Wentz might hop out of the lineup as QB2 for a game. Maybe they'll move some receivers. Maybe Doug Peterson, head coach for the Eagles, he might get dished out as well. He's not looking like the play caller he was when they won the Super Bowl. The team's looking very one-dimensional. And overall, they need to figure it out fast. it becomes a trend, you're going to see some big moves being made. Pittsburgh Steelers, Win over the Denver Broncos, 26-21. to 21. Eh. That's about the summary of this game. Just, eh. Biggest uh, note here, though. Drew Locke. Injury in the first quarter. Shoulder. Expected to be out two to six weeks. Jeff Driscoll hopped in as his replacement. 18 for 34. 256 yards. Two touchdowns and a pick. It's not too bad. But... The biggest con is Cortland Sutton, their star wide receiver. Third guy on the weekend, torn ACL. You really hate to see it. You feel for these guys. No training program over the summer, hopped right in, no preseason. So you're expecting a lot of injuries, and it's shown in these games. Sunday was really bad with these injuries, and you you just hate to see it. Without Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton in their lineup, Denver's going to struggle hard. I don't expect them to do anything until Drew, at least Drew Law comes back. And even then, I, I think this year is over. It's already done. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31-17 win over Carolina Panthers. Really ugly outing for the Carolina Panthers. And on top of it, you're losing Christian McCaffrey for at least a few weeks due to an ankle injury. Without him, you lose your entire offense. Their entire game plan, it's built around him. The run game revolves around him. He's your number one passing option. Without him, you're going to crumble. Tom Brady, though, second player in NFL history with 75,000 passing yards. The only guy he sits behind, Drew Brees, with north of 77,500. Leonard Fournette, I was raving about him when they got him. And he showed up big. Twelve rushes, 103 yards, two touchdowns. It's only the beginning for him. He's only going to get better as he gets more comfortable in this offense, and the Buccaneers are really going to take off when that happens. Big division matchup in the AFC South: Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Titans beat the Jags 33 to 30. Gardner Minshew, the team's looking to replace him. They're trying to get him to dive so they can tank for trevor lawrence in the upcoming draft but garner Minshew's showing the front office that he's the guy he can still play he's a franchise guy too he's young he's got a nice arm he's very mobile i like him a lot just the energy i've never met the guy and he makes me want to run through a brick wall i mean if he can have that kind of impact on me i can't imagine what he does in the locker room Undrafted rookie James Robinson, though, running back. 16 rushes, 102 yards, touchdown. You like to hear those stories. Ryan Tannehill, he's not a superstar quarterback for the Titans, but he's going to do exactly what you need to get a win. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's going to keep it simple, hand the ball off, pass when needed to, 18 for 24, four touchdowns. Not very eye-popping, but... He gets the job done better than most. Cardinals with the 30-15 to 15 win over the Washington football team. I'm liking this Cardinals team more and more each week. That pair between Kyler Murray and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins after they acquired him from the Houston Texans, unstoppable. They have an unbelievable bond even after just meeting this past offseason. I've never been more wrong about a quarterback before. Kyler Murray, certified stud, even though he has small hands. Eight rushes for 67 yards, two touchdowns. The only running, excuse me, the only quarterback you hear that about is Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray is a really underrated arm. 26 for 38, 286 pass yards, touchdown pick. As for Washington... You didn't really expect them to come out on top in this matchup, but they're really solidifying for the future. Their defensive front is looking really good. Edge rush Chase Young. He added another sack and two tackles for loss this week. He added one and a half sacks last week and a forced fumble. I really like what they're doing with this team. I like head coach Ron Rivera. I think he's very good at his job, but as of right now, don't expect a whole lot for Washington this year or even next year. This was an easy win for Arizona. Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans. Going into this matchup, you'd expect Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, to duke it out. But in the end, Ravens beat the Texans 33 to 16. An overall lopsided game. What I hate the most for these stats, though, is that the numbers for Deshaun Watson it doesn't it doesn't show what he's working with. You're watching these games, the what? Excuse me. His wide receivers are struggling a lot to get open. He doesn't have the protection he needs. He doesn't have enough balance in his offense to get it going, to get anything done. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Ravens, a team high at 230 total rushing yards. Lamar Jackson, he accounted for 16 rushes, 54 yards. It's not very impressive. I'm not a fan of him scrambling for more than 10 attempts a game. It's not promoting longevity. I think if he keeps that up, he's not going to have a very long career. Passing stats, 18 for 24, 204 yards and a touchdown. But the problem I have with the Ravens is that they focus too much on the run game and they ignore the pass game, which, you know, you've seen in the playoffs for the past two years with Jackson. If you shut down the run, shut down the Ravens. They need to expand the pass game a lot more if they want to get it done this year and get over the hump. Kansas City Chiefs, L.A. Chargers. Chiefs got out of this in overtime, 23 to 20. Chiefs kicker Bucker clutched it out in the end. He had three tries for a 50-yard field goal, made it every single time before being iced into a penalty. Um, overall, though, Justin Herbert very, very impressive for his rookie debut. 22 for 33, 311 yards, a touchdown. Made a rookie mistake with his pick. Cross body throw. He'll learn from that. Four rushes, 18 yards, and a touchdown. I like how he can move for a big body. 6'6", 235 plus. He can take a hit. He can give hits. He's a beast all around. I'll say this now. Patrick Mahomes, I think we found his new rival in Justin Herbert. Based off this performance, if he can keep it up, This is going to be a very exciting matchup. And I think the LA Chargers struck gold by drafting Justin Herbert. Seahawks Patriots. One of the more exciting games of the weekend. Two great quarterbacks in this matchup. Cam Newton, very impressive. Very, very impressive. He looked to be like his old self back when he was a rookie. MVP level, all that good stuff two rushing touchdowns a passing touchdown 397 passing yards he just looked like a stud some controversy at the end though they were on the two yard line three seconds left cam newton ran an option play quarterback keep instead of taking it out to the left where it looked like he had a lot of space tried to force it up the middle patriots stuffed him end of game but you look back at the tape the patriots tried it earlier in the game it worked you know you can't be too mad you know the patriots will come back i did want to talk about Russin wilson before we move on dude is unbelievable you're gonna hear him at the top of these mvp conversations for the season five touchdown passes this past week to five different players he's sensational best deep ball in the nfl you can't emphasize that enough he's just so spot on so smart very mobile, can do it all. And with the final game of week two, Monday night matchup Las Vegas Raiders versus New Orleans Saints. Raiders snuffed out a win here, 34 to 24. A lot of people are saying Drew Brees is starting to show his age, but I don't think that's necessarily true. Drew Brees, he's never been a big arm guy. He's a guy who gets the ball in the right place, right time. I'm not too worried about him, I'm not worried about the Saints. You know they're going to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders this year. Meanwhile, the Raiders, they're going to make the playoffs this year. They're so talented. Darren Waller, tight end for the Raiders, stud. Running back Josh Jacobs, stud. And their defense is getting better and better. They're getting a lot more experience. They do need to figure out their secondary, though. I think once they fix their problem, uh in the past defense, they'll be unreal. They'll be unstoppable. I like the Raiders a lot. Looking ahead at week three of the NFL season, there's five games that I'm really gonna keep my eye on. And we're gonna start it off with game one. Titans at Vikings. Now the reason why this game is gonna be kind of huge. Vikings are coming off a demoralizing loss against the Indianapolis Colts in week two. Kirk Cousins is going to have a lot to prove after throwing three interceptions. And Dalvin Cook is going to be looking to retake the field after a pretty quiet uh, afternoon in Indianapolis. And don't forget, the Minnesota Vikings are in the toughest division in the NFL, I think. You have the Green Bay Packers who are coming off an NFC Championship appearance. You have the Chicago Bears who are really looking to make a name for themselves after a really lackluster year in 2019 and though the Detroit Lions don't pose a serious threat to any other team in the NFL when they play their rivals in the NFC North they show up every game and they make you work and if the Vikings fall to 0-3 already they're not going to be able to come back up in this division it's just going to be too hard they'd have to go on a serious run and If it comes down to that, I don't think they can do it. So Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock, Titans at Vikings. Speaking of the Chicago Bears, next up on the board, we have Bears at Falcons. I'm taking a look at this game because the Atlanta Falcons, they're coming off a bad loss against the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to have a lot to prove. Matt Ryan's going to want to show out against Chicago, and they're going to try to put themselves on the map. They're going to try to emerge as another playoff team, try to rebound after a couple of years of being mediocre, whereas the Chicago Bears, they're trying to do the same thing as well, only they're in a different position. They're coming off two wins, but they're against nothing teams. This is their first real game of the 2020 season, and they're going to try to make a name for themselves. If they fall here, maybe it dampens what they've been doing so far. And Chicago's going to try to hang in with Green Bay. They want to win the NFC North. They think they can, you know, compare to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and what they're doing. And so they're going to try to fight for it. And, you know, we'll see if they can do it against the Falcons. I don't think they will, though. I have Atlanta surpassing Chicago in week three. Again, Bears-Falcons Sunday, 1 p.m. My third biggest matchup of week three in the 2020 season cowboys at seahawks seahawks they're buzzing they're an absolute wagon russell wilson is tweaking and they're coming off a big win against the patriots whereas dallas cowboys they're coming off a big win of their own but i wasn't a fan of how they were down early and they were playing catch-up all game i think if the dallas cowboys turn that into a trend i don't think Dak prescott and the defense in particular will be able to uh, maintain their pace, be able to play catch up all season long. So, if Seahawks get up early, which I anticipate they will, Cowboys are gonna have their hands full. And I just see Seattle taking this game. Russell Wilson's way too hot. I think this is the year he finally gets his MVP. Dallas at Seattle, four twenty-five on Saturday. I'm taking Seattle. This is probably gonna be one of the better games on the weekend, if not the best again four twenty five p m Dallas Cowboys at Seattle Seahawks in the prime time slot on Sunday, we got Green Bay Packers at New Orleans Saints. This is gonna be the highest scoring game of the weekend. It's an offensive shootout, absolute gong show. Green Bay coming off back to back games with forty plus points whereas the Saints they're looking to make a rebound after their upset loss to the Raiders. And these are both very high-powered offenses, both able to score a lot of points. This is essentially going to be one of those games, whoever makes the final stop wins. It's going to be an offensive shootout, and it comes down to the last stop. And to be honest, I think it's going to be the Saints. I think the Saints have a much more balanced defense. I think Green Bay, they're a little too inconsistent with their defense, especially their secondary and I don't think they'll be able to handle the Saints some key injuries to keep an eye on though both Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas are questionable for the game Devontae Adams questionable with a hamstring injury he suffered in the week two matchup against the Lions it didn't look to be too bad Matt LaFleur wanted to keep him out just to be precautionary but you never know with the NFL and as for Michael Thomas he's been out with a ankle injury I will say this though The Green Bay Packers, they can win a game without Devontae Adams. New Orleans Saints, on the other hand, though, I don't think they can win a game without Michael Thomas. So I'm hoping Thomas is available to give the Saints that opportunity to rebound after their upset loss against the Raiders, and and will look to win a game at home uh, as they welcome the Green Bay Packers. So again, Green Bay Packers at New Orleans Saints, primetime Sunday night, 8.20 p.m. Green Bay and New Orleans. Winding down, last game I have on the spotlight this weekend. Kansas City Chiefs at Baltimore Ravens. This is going to be a huge matchup. You have Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the world, versus Lamar Jackson, looking to be in the same category. But overall, I have the Chiefs taking this game. And the biggest reason is I don't trust the Ravens from behind. Pat Mahomes loves putting up points, but I'm not confident in the Baltimore Ravens to launch a comeback. I haven't seen them do it a whole lot. I know Pat Ma- Patrick Mahomes. He can do it easily. That's how he won the Super Bowl. Every game came from behind and won it all. Whereas Lamar Jackson, the only the only way he can win is if he has the lead and they just run out the clock. I think this game it's going to become a passing shootout early on so unless if the Baltimore Ravens are prepping their passing game and Lamar Jackson is able to prove that he's not only a guy who can run the ball but he can throw the ball because that's what the position is you're throwing the ball quarterbacks aren't meant to run the ball he's just able to do that and it's cool but if you can't throw the ball what good are you? So unless if they can show that they're versatile and they can balance out the run with the pass, Chiefs are taking this game with ease. Kansas City Chiefs at Baltimore Ravens, primetime slot on Monday night, 8.15 p.m. Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of A Hit to the Head. I hope you guys enjoyed the breakdown of Week 2 my predictions for Week 3. Be sure to tune into those big games this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Hopefully not as many injuries. Make sure you set your fantasy football lineup prior to Thursday night's matchup. And good luck. Again, thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed, please share with your friends or family. Check out the blog for in-depth articles, for hot takes, debates, predictions, and all that good stuff. As always, have a good one, and we'll see you on the next one.